Welcome to the Human Being Unleashed podcast, where we redefine, realign, and reimagine what it means to be human so that you can live a life with the health, wealth, and relationships that are inherently yours. All right, guys, I am super happy to bring this conversation to you today with a good friend of mine, Alok. So me and Alok, by the way, Alok, really quick, I don't, I didn't want to say your last name because I didn't want to just, you know, destroy it. How do you say your last name? I've already been curious. Totally, man. Apodurai. 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 Okay. Alok Apodurai. I never would have thought it was said like that. But anyways, <laughs> I'm super happy to bring this guy on to dive deep into the consciousness of money itself, which is a concept that is exciting to talk about. So I'm really happy to see what the value is going to be dropped here. And a little backstory. I actually met Alok through a mastermind that I'm in with um, Seven Figure CEO. I remember seeing your... I got introduced to your world through my business partner, Nikki, and it's just kind of like spying on your content. I was like, this guy's great. And then I freaking (laughs) saw you at the event. I was like, oh my God, this is that guy. And I ended up making it a point to approach him, build the relationship. And after just talking with him, I had to bring him on here. So hello, thanks a lot for coming on, especially after a busy day, busy week for you. So all love, man. I really do appreciate that. And any any opportunity to roll with you is a, is a good one, man. I'll tell you when I when I saw you at the event, I just I was like, man, I we're like this. Is that energy there? It's like it's like I don't know you, but I feel like I know you already. I, I could feel your energy in the room, man, and uh, and just I was like, yeah, that's that's my homie right there. Well, I love it. I love that we're still doing it, man. So aside from that, brother, let's go ahead and just dive in because I know um, we do have some time restraints, but not just that. I know there's a lot of value to unpack. So let's just start here with uh, what do you currently do right now? Um, I know you've been an entrepreneur for a while. Like what is your current thing that you're focused on? And I'd love to hear how you ended up in that position. Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Aloka Padurai. I'm founder of Uplift Millions. We run a global coaching consulting company for impact-driven entrepreneurs that value people, planet, and profit and want to build six- to eight-figure companies doing so in a certain way that we call the Blue Zone Method, and I can dive into that a little later. Um, but you know, after a 20-year career of building impact-driven companies, in 2016, I lost everything. And you know, it was one of those moments where I put in the hard work, I had done all the things. And there I was with my little boy who at the time was four years old and we lived in a one room studio. And I was like, how did this happen? How did this happen? How did I find myself in this moment where I was like, how can I provide for my little child? And um, it wasn't a hard work or commitment or heart centered leadership, all those things. It began this journey of going, what am I missing? what's the missing piece of the puzzle? And that led to us building this coaching company and started moving forward these ideas. And a core piece of it is the notions around, it's not, you know, for most of my life, I was studying how to be an entrepreneur, but I realized that I wasn't studying money and money energy. And oh. um, the, you know, I just want to flag for the audience that over the last three, 400 years, there's been a split. And the split is, there are some people that mastered wealth consciousness and they just earned shit tons of money. Am I allowed to curse on this or not? Yeah, dude, dude. Oh, okay. all day, bro. All right. Uh, you know, they'd earn a bunch of money. Okay. And then you had over here, impact conscious people, right? Who are like, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to touch people's lives. I want to change people's lives. Right. But you had this split. So the wealth conscious people did not have an impact consciousness and the impact conscious people didn't have a wealth consciousness. Oh, that makes sense. And so for me, when I began to plug that gap, it's when everything, 20 years of hard work started coming together. And so anyway, what, what you see today, we now have multiple levels and all that stuff. I can get into it, but. Um, yeah, no, I know you're, I know you're very successful now. You, this company's doing well in the seven figures at this point. And, um, and I know you've been, like you said, you've been doing this entrepreneurship for a while. But you realized once you understood that that split and like there's actually an energy to money, 
that is when everything really started taking off. So I'm curious in those other companies, um, did you like, were you, um, did you have to like shut them down because they weren't going the way you wanted them to? Is it just like those kind of things? So many things. Um, the, the first company I built was a clean energy company that converted garbage into electricity and fuel. And, you know, I was in my twenties at the time and, um, we, we were running and gunning, you know, I didn't have a kid. I didn't, you know, I could just run and gun in the old me right now, bro. That's right. That's where you're at, which is awesome. But see you, you're making decisions that I didn't even know to make. The fact that you are in a high level mastermind, you're raising your hand, you're asking for help. See, that wasn't normalized in my twenties. Okay. Mm. I'm so blown away when I see folks like you and where you're at, because you, you're, 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 you're shrinking the space time continuum. You're taking quantum leaps earlier than I did. And I'm so thrilled for you for that. Right. I appreciate um, that. So back then, and then we hit the 2008 financial crisis. Um, and that's when credit markets froze. There was no debt to be had and, and lots of ch- external challenges. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being really transparent with this audience, there was internal mistakes. I was making mistakes that entrepreneurs make, not CEOs. And so you know, when we start running our business as a CEO and not an entrepreneur, we make very, very different decisions. So um, I would say those, those companies got wound down for different reasons, but I'd say okay. the main one um, is, you know, not the, the money energy piece is something that, God, I wish I had learned so how did this whole discovery about this money energy thing started? And then let's just start diving into this entire thing. So how yeah, what, man, what did the realization start coming? It, it, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, yeah, I tell some people when they're too stubborn to change, I'm like, you clearly not hit rock bottom, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta hit the bottom of the barrel before you get, you know, whether you wanna call it a come to Jesus moment, a get down on your knees and finally ask God or, whatever your language is for those of you out there. Um, but usually most people are asleep at the wheel in the cocoon of mediocrity. Okay. So it's not bad enough to make change, but it's not good enough to, right. To change. Yeah. Either. They're like, uh, I'm okay right here. I'm okay. Right. Most yeah. people are uncomfortable. That's like one of the most deadly phrases you can say. So yeah. in my case, the best thing that ever happened to me was losing everything, losing my last company, Family life fell apart, right? I didn't lose my son, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I admire it, your relationship with him. The way you show him off, the way you talk about yeah. him. I just want to say that like from the outside. Yeah. I'm not even a dad, but I do admire that. Yeah, man. Oh, man. It's, he, he changed my whole life. And, and, yeah. and there was that drive, right? Because I could no longer freewheel and deal like in my early days as an entrepreneur. Mm. Right? I now looked at this little four-year-old asleep on the one bed that we had, right? And I was like, this little boy relies on his daddy, right? How can his daddy be in this situation? And so in that moment, you know, I had to literally strip back all my ego, my pride. And I asked, I literally prayed, kid you not. I was like, what am I not doing? Because I would put in 70 hour weeks. Work ethic was not my issue. Work ethic was how you had it. That's right. Work ethic was there. Commitment was there. All of this, I was like, so Adrian, to really get into it, man, I literally had to strip away all of my ego, all of my pride, and literally get down on my knees and ask, what am I missing? And I literally said, I said, God, if you will show me the path forward, I will walk and you will never catch me here again, ever. So in the subsequent days, weeks, months, right? Little nuggets started coming. I started studying. I started training in a different way. Started reading. Started opening my frequency. Started questioning because my old ways clearly did not work. Did not work, man. No matter how heart-centered I was, no matter how much I wanted to serve and give and make an impact, it doesn't matter if you ain't able to do it, if you can't fund your vision. That's so true, man. I, I noticed that big time in the entrepreneur thing. It's like, it's like at the point, it's like, I don't even want money for my mansions and stuff. It's like, but the, the money is going to allow me to actually make the impact I talk about. That's and right. let's be honest, money's freaking important. It's That's not right. like beat around the bush. So right. I love that. 
Yeah. So like, you know, I'll hear people say uh, sentences like this, particularly impact driven entrepreneurs, like our world of people, they'll say, um, uh, money's not really that important to me. You know, it's impact that I care about. And I always laugh. Yeah. I'm like, you're lying. I'm like that big vision you have, you know how much money that's going to cost? I once asked this dude said to me on in clubhouse, we were in a clubhouse room and he's like, yeah, the money's not that big of a driver for me alone. I just want to touch a million lives. So I said to him, how much do you think it's going to cost you to touch a million lives? He's like, what do you mean? I literally said to him, how much do you think it will cost you to touch a million lives? He had never considered it. So then he goes, well, it's probably going to cost me about a hundred grand. I was like, really? Really? You think that you're going to touch a, a million? A million. A million lives for a hundred large. Yeah. Okay? You ain't in the ballpark, my man. Yeah. You probably get a half a percent, maybe. That's maybe. correct. Okay. And you're certainly not going to do anything deep and transformational for a mm-hmm. hundred grand to touch a million. Okay. Absolutely. Right. So, um, you know, a hundred grand will feed a million meals through food banks. You could do that, but it'll be one meal and they'll still be hungry the next day. Right. So, you know, when we just begin to align our wealth consciousness with our impact consciousness, Mm. I truly believe the future of entrepreneurship for those of us that are in mission driven, impact driven, it's going to be that intersection. And then that turns you into what we call a wealth circulator okay yeah i see you use that phrase a lot i freaking love that phrase yeah man because it's like i'm not just in this for how much i can earn and i'm having a record year right now but guess what not only was this a seven figure year for us but i also spread seven figures to other people this year for the first time in my career yes man that's abundance right there yeah man be one of those people right where all those families are having more abundance in their world because of you. Can you, I, I'm not interested in people who come to me, they're like, oh, look, you know, I've seen you get great results for your people and they make all this money and this, that, you know, I just want my private jet, my Lambo, let's roll. And I'm like, yeah, doors closed. And other coaches for you though. No <laughs> shortage. No shortage. They're, they're, I, can almost, I could line you up with like- Exactly, I do. I got referrals for you. <laughs> like they, will, they will ring that credit card. They will not give a shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I've met them. them. You met them. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm talking about. I'm looking for the people who want to be wealth circulators, who want to start moving the energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. Are you going to finish thought? So anyway, you know, wealth circulation is one of those things that when that becomes an identity, and you combine wealth consciousness with impact consciousness, you now become somebody who can start changing lives, who can actually really create marathon, not a sprint, right? Be in it for the long run to do what they want to do. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's start here because now the just like the most natural question comes to me is one, what is your definition of a wealth circulator? And uh, actually answer that question first. Yeah. Wealth circulator. Wealth circulator is someone who is able to be a reason for money energy to flow through them. Okay. Yeah. Become a reason, the reason for money energy to flow through them. So yes, they can live their best life. I, I moved into a dream house this year. We bought a dream car, all those things. And it's a, it's fractional compared to how we're moving money to other people. Right where you become mm. a conduit. So one of the things you'll, one will begin to see is that, you know, if you think about the nicest places in earth, okay, nice. I and mean, let's even call fancy places, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Beverly Hills versus <clears throat> East St. Louis, Illinois, right? Well, in Beverly Hills, it's not just that there's more wealth, okay? It's that the velocity of capital, and this is something I'm writing about in my book, Maximum Impact Potential, the velocity of capital is faster. Money is moving and recirculating over and over and over. And when I studied that in college, I was like, huh, that's what's called the multiplier effect, okay? If you look in places where there's less money, money is moving much more slowly. It We're holding on to it more. 
or there's just not there. A, they're holding on to it. B, there isn't as much, right? So it's not circulating, right? Mm. So the places where thriving economies, they've got a higher velocity of capital. So when I talk about becoming a wealth circulator, it's embracing the identity that you are going to be someone who increases the velocity of capital. You become this accelerant of the velocity of capital. And what happens? We know that in places that have a higher velocity of capital, good things start happening. Crime rates go down, schools improve, public health improves, right? Uh, mortality rates go down, right? All these things start improving. So rather than waiting or wondering why isn't it happening, can you become that person who is the accelerant of the velocity of capital in a way that makes other people's lives better. And that's what I determine as a ah, beautiful man. I like that. So in other words, like I like the entire identity approach because we understand the significance of that. And I talk about that in this group on this podcast a lot, self-concept. Um, and I love under, I love, I just love the concept of saying like, Hey, like I'm actually a good reason for this money to flow through and embracing that. I've never, uh, like just that little, that little like, um, idea is like really interesting. So now that we're talking about all this money consciousness, man, what are the most important things that you feel like we should know as we tap into this money consciousness? What are some of the most foundational things you feel like we should know? Um, yeah. So what's coming up for you there? Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, money is so taboo, right? Talking about it for most people, maybe a lot of your listeners, it's, it can already be kind of triggering in some way, mm -hmm. right? Um, and most of us aren't raised normalizing conversations around money. It's just like in my household. and It was like taboo. Yeah, I remember one time, man, being very young, being in my dad's truck, asking him how much he made, like just very, you know, childlike curiosity. Man, how much money do you make? And I remember very vividly, Adrian, that is very inappropriate to ask me that question. I swear to God, I was like six, seven years old. And I was like, wow. I was like, okay, so I'm not going to ask anybody else how much money they make. That's right. And so most, most people are carrying shrapnel from those early years that have shaped their relationship to money either they are hoarders right so you have depression era way of thinking about money scarcity driven or they're overspenders because they've sort of been acculturated to just basically spend more than you earn so they're mm -hmm. constantly in a state of debt like they're just the relationship to money is so fucked up for so many of them and so you know i think the first thing is a acknowledge the taboo begin to acknowledge where did that taboo come from like the best yeah. conversation in that pickup truck with your dad, you know, until if people don't start unpacking that, they could carry that with them all the way to the end of their life. Very true. Very like literally in the work I do, we go back and figure out where in your childhood did you pick up certain patterns? So very true. Right. So I would say then the antidote is, and this is, oh my God, this sounds like such a cliche. Come on, man. Money's energy. Right. If I asked your audience, you'll raise your hand. Have you ever heard anybody sort of money's just energy? Well, actually, can you open up to that as a possibility? Right. If you could actually begin to shed all the old stories that you were taught about money and actually just move into a different understanding, a different relation, that money's just simply a different medium of exchange, a different medium of energy flowing. And uh, that that singular idea changed everything for me. Money's not good or bad. Money, yeah. money does not make people evil. Okay. If you were a jerk before you're a bigger you jerk, money, you're a bigger jerk now. Yep. <laughs> it just, I forgot. Someone says it amplifies the characteristics that you currently hold now. They're like, if you want to know who you are, get really rich and you'll see. Like you'll That's see correct. exactly, you'll just start acting out more like that. So, you I know, whenever you. I ask my clients, like, hey, you know, if, if, if you were handed a million dollars right now, what would you do? First thing isn't go buy my dream car. The first thing is, oh, I would go hire this team member. I'd go launch this live event that I've been waiting years to do. Ah. Like they know the next step of their mission, their sole mission that would be moved forward as more abundance flows through them, which is just 
energy. Mm, I love that because like when you're talking about the money, it's exciting when you're like, yeah, I'm gonna get a nice car and all of that. But when you come from it, like, man, imagine the sinners we're gonna be able to build. Imagine like just the excitement around it. Again, your frequency is changing around money alone, just coming from it from that place. Other than I need money because I want things. It's like, no, I just need money because I want to help other people. That's right. That's right. That, and you even get rid of that word need. You want to know yes. I, you know, I literally caught myself as I said that. Talk, yeah. talk, okay, elaborate on that because I think it's so important for our listeners to hear that. Yeah, everybody's like, I need this, I need that. It's like, when we move into need and we are by definition communicating to the universe in the language of lack. Mm, Cause when you need it, it's because you don't have it. That's correct. Need is the language of lack. Oh, desire is the language of abundance. Huh. Need, not, yeah. need is the desire is the language of lack, right? So, you know, when people say to me, I just need a client, right? It's like, no, you actually, what you're seeking and desiring is an opportunity to serve and create exchange, uh. right? Create beautiful exchange, abundant exchange between you and somebody else. That's actually really what you're, what you're saying, but you're speaking, I need this, I need that, right? So shedding old language patterns that actually repel what you desire, which is wild, right? And these were, this is a great example. This is one of those little things where I noticed that for the last 20 years, my exact languaging patterns were built in the language of scarcity, right? Mm. Here's wow. another great example. Your audience, if, I, if, I, if we ask them, hey, have you ever heard these words? No, we can't afford that. Some of the most damaging words that you can say to a young person. Okay. So what real quick, I can imagine some people are like, all right, well, what do we say instead? If we, That's correct. yeah. So, so, so like, yeah. Talk to us about like how some of those practical shifts we can make and yeah. really start getting our energy. Right. Yeah. So need absolutely gets replaced with desire. I desire Absolutely. to serve more clients this year. I desire to build a $4 million. God, I love that. Oh my God. I'm so big on language. So I love that. I've never heard that. Change changing vibrational frequency shift. Needy energy versus desire energy. Desire comes from an abundance. When you hear people talk about desire, they're, they're tapping into their core and you feel a positive energy. As soon as they go into need, 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 Vibrational frequency drops. Yeah, clench, yeah. right? Yeah. Lack, scarcity, I don't have, right? And so, for, so that's one. And then the, in terms of the we can't afford it energy, and I, I, sh I shared this with my son's mother because we co-parent him. And I, said, okay. and I said to her, you know, listen, we need to stop saying, you know, I can't afford that right now. Instead, what we say is, you know, in her case, it, it's a little bit more of a quandary when you actually have a lot of money, right? Yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, so in my, in, there's a couple different versions, but one of them is to simply say, um, I, I understand that you desire that right now, and, and I'm not going to be getting that for you right now. Mm. It's just now, like, it's also like, hey, we, we, we can't afford that. Um, however, we prefer, we prefer that's um, to use our money in other ways right now. That's right. We I'll just totally say, I'll say to my son, I have the money, but I'm not buying that for you right now. If you want to put that mm -hmm. on your birthday list, you're like, list. I love it though. Cause you're always like letting them know like, Hey, we're not doing this because there's not enough things. That's here. correct. That's correct. Um. We have the abundance, but that's not something I'm buying for you right now. And it doesn't even have an explanation. It's just daddy's not buying that for you right now. Mm, yeah. What are some other pitfalls you see with the way we approach money? Some of the most common ones. Cause I know, cause I know like you also, like there's also other successful entrepreneurs who will reach out to you to take their business to the next level. Even yeah. on that level, what are some of those things you're seeing? Oh man. Charging for their services. Right? Oh, okay. The, what do you mean by the, that? The insecurity around raising their prices, right? It's like people's discomfort with feeling like they are taking that's another huge one. 
that was such a big breakthrough for me at the beginning of the year. I actually had a call with one of my coaches and they're like, why do you always feel like you're taking money from them? And he's like, aren't you like giving them something by the you getting this money? I'm like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> like I'm actually giving them something. So I love that. Yeah. And, and actually you're giving them way more than they're giving you. Yes. Yes. Every time, every like, time. I don't even flinch on price because of my level of confidence, the outcome for ideal customers who are going to play full out. Mm. Right? So I think a lot of people have an energy that feels like to receive is somehow taking. It's not, it's not when you, when you, you're just simply part of energy moving. And once you understand that you're just in an energy movement and that we want to be not where energy is static, we want to be where energy is moving. God, dude, that picture, I'm some big visual guy. That picture you're giving me is like so helpful. Yeah. I've drawn, I've drawn in my upcoming book. I have what's called an infinity loop. And it just shows the energy moving. And when people just realize that you're not like a dead end, you know, container for money, you're just actually a vessel. And that, you know, like, for example, we quote unquote, own this house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. By the way, someone said they're loving this. They said that I, damn, what a great take. I guess this entire (laughs) like energy, (laughs) that idea there. It is, you know, so we, we live in this dream house. Technically, you know, we own this house, but to be honest, I'm just a steward for this house. Hmm. What I'm do you mean by that? Because well, eventually I'm going to be dead. I'm just the steward. I we love just, that. Oh my God. Just, you know, nothing's really ours. We happen to just be stewards for whatever this is in this time period. And when we start moving and realizing, you know, that that's all this is, the illusion of all of it is just like, it's just energy moving, not being static. Mm. Then you start seeing things for what they are. And when things are not yours, ultimately, what need do you have to hold on to everything? Right. right? And what need do you have to protect yourself? Like, cause I, th- I feel like a lot of people also reject money because they're they literally don't feel safe with it which is like something i really see like interesting working with the kind of work i do as you know um but um all right man amazing so what else do you feel like is uh something that some shifts that you feel like were important along your journey your journey or that you like to like really make sure your clients are really understanding around this entire money thing yeah so let's strip back a little bit and step into what I truly believe is a core human desire, which is to serve others and make other people's lives better. And I, I believe that. I, believe I that. truly believe we are born with a desire to live in interconnectedness with other humans. It's we, isolation doesn't really work. Okay. So if we tap into that, right. And we start aligning this desire to be interconnected beings, to make, uh, I truly believe the vast majority of us take deep joy out of making somebody else's lives better, right? Yeah, no, like I realize a lot of us will go out of our way for others and we would do half of that for ourselves. For ourselves, right? Very true. So once, if we can connect to a motivator, right? Like, so I always say to people like, what's your motivator? Why should more money flow through you, right? Well, when we connect that that core desire to make other people's lives better, half the time it gets shut down because people don't have the resources to really be able to contribute to other people's lives in the way that they would like to ideally see. And then there's sadness and disappointment, right? So I'd like to really suggest the audience that you begin to align your desire for more money energy to flow through you with a desire to make other people's lives better. Oh, that's beautiful. When you connect these two things, it's like, oh, yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with having more money flow through me. And you actually feel more excited about asking for it. That's correct. That's correct. Uh, You're just so deeply connected to what that money is going to do. 
Like and I'll I, give you a, another upgrade, right? Like I, I stumbled on this in a coaching session yesterday that I am so grateful to all of our existing clients at Uplift Millions because they are not clients. They are investors into the future activities that Uplift Millions will do to touch even more lives. You goddamn genius. They've invested, they've co-invested with you into the future you haven't yet created for your next level of impact and service into the world. Like I just say, thank you. Bro. Thank you for- I just got goosebumps from that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the real deal right there, man. And so when you realize that and live in that level of gratitude, not shame, I'm not shamed when I think about money energy coming towards me and the way that the story was put into my head when I was younger, right? Wanting more yeah. money makes you one of those greedy rich pricks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? No, I'm like, no, the more that flows through me, the more I get, get the opportunity to make other people's lives better and our own, mm. right? They're just yes. co-investing. Your clients are just co-investing. God, man. With your future commitments for impact. Just the amount of abundance around the way you talk. I mean, you, there's so many different angles. You can be abundant with money. Yeah. That angle right there again, I've dude, like that's a shift for me, bro. I've never in my life thought like that. Yeah. So man, I appreciate that. So I, another selfish question I have for myself, and I'm sure there's some people on here who definitely <laughs> want who definitely want um some answers. I mean, you know, something similar. Do you have any specific um, you know, I guess we can say practical rituals or anything you do around the way you live your life with money, right? Like for me, one of my things is for every $10 I get, I give away $1, right? And that's like, like, that's a practice for me. This date sends this much money of send this percentage of what I have. And I have certain things sure. I do in the morning around money. Yeah. So I'm curious as to what yours looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one, I love that, right? You're kind of in the sort of, I, I don't know if you come from a Christian background, but like that, that sort of 10%, 10%. Yeah. 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 I came from that background, but it didn't dawn on me until like, honestly, like two years ago, I was like, maybe sure. this 10% idea is like legit. You want to know the bigger one there? What? Right. Cause for me, so um, the progression was like, I want to be able to be an entrepreneur who can become a philanthropist. Right. Yes. Yes, bro. God, okay. God. And I love that. Um, right. And here's the bigger piece, man. I've committed to being a bigger job creator. And so if you look right now, this is a record year of giving for sure. Okay. Not I've given more than I've given ever before, but actually the vast majority of the vessel for that was being a job creator. And this is why I think one of the things that gets under talked about the ability to create one job is angel work. One job because it spreads into their family. You're creating opportunity for dignity and respect. And so if you look at actually the pie chart, for me, our job creation is so beyond our donation. Get right. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. So I've committed to being a, a bigger and bigger job creator because it is, it's, it's a, it's harder, man. Yeah, like, no, I like the challenge, bro. Yeah, I, mean, like, my, I got lit up thinking about being a job creator. I got so lit up by that thought. Man. That, cause that's when you're moving from that solopreneur to that CEO Every job we create, like, and I've, I've talked to friends of mine that aren't entrepreneurs. Okay. They're, they're professors, they're academics, they're, you know, lawyers and things like that. And I've really shared this because actually I was just with them on the East coast and five, four of them were, they didn't realize they thought I was still just a coach, you know? Okay. When I explained that uplift millions is now like, I don't, I don't pursue my personal brand anymore. That uplift millions is my brand. Okay. And, and they asked me, well, why did I make that shift? I was like, well, because I'm building something that's going to live beyond, beyond my father. Yes. Right. And I said to them, you know, we now have a team of 12. They were like, 
oh, I'm like, yeah, I, we are a job creator. We are, we, are, we are what you see in the economy that is the engine of the economy, right? And so I've really focused on how do we continue to expand opportunity for people, open more doors, create learning opportunities, create employment opportunities, small, medium, and large, right? Because that is like, when we think about the bracelets that we make, which are our never give up bracelets, right? We've got them right here. Um, you know, oh, I yes, I love that. It's part of our sustainable merch line because um, we, we're moving into sustainable merch. We're moving into regenerative farming, right? All these other avenues for impact beyond just the coaching consulting space. We hire women of color, single mothers of color, to be able to hand metal stamp every one of those never give up bracelets I love you. so that they can create opportunity above, they get above minimum wage jobs that they can do from home where they don't have to pay for gas money to commute to a job and they don't have to pay for additional childcare, right? Which just eats into yeah. their check, right? So, you know, to wow, me, man. that's job creation, which then creates all these ripple effects into those people's communities. So, Yes to the tithing. Love that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, how can we I like this shift up? though, man? That's right. I like the end. So it's not like, is it tithing or that's right. jobs? It's like, that's no. Right. Tithing and all of that as your contribution. All of that as your contribution, because you're investing and circulating through all those. So job creation is one major way of circulation. Tithing is one major part of circulation. And then and then our everyday spend, right? Vacation. Okay. So what's right? your energy around spending? I wonder what your energy is around uh, that. Because I know there's people who their energy, even if they make a lot of money, like yeah. I know one of my personal friends, bro, rolling in dough, he's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he's very tight with spending. And yeah. he doesn't like his energy around spending. He's like, dude, I always feel like I'm losing shit. Oh my God. Man, you know, I okay. I'm, so I'm what's a, your personal energy around my, spending? My, 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 I, my intuition would be to lie, but I can't lie to you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's all remnants. Look, this kid, I grew up in West Philadelphia, man. Like, you know, um, spending, I, I love investing. I don't love spending. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I will invest in myself. Not big I numbers. It, yeah. Big numbers. Pay oh, in yeah. full. Pay in full. Right. Like, <laughs> Um, and no, no, no hesitation on investing in myself because really I know that I'm investing into my soul mission. Um, my lady is a beautiful soul and, you know, she, she's this wonderful, uh, consciousness expander for me. Um, beautiful. So, I love so, it. So last year, for example, I had a record year last year and I said to her heading into Q4, right? October, November, December. I said, listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be playing full out. I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna go for a record quarter and then we're gonna go somewhere amazing. You know, um, it's gonna be like, that's gonna be a way that I get through from a high performance standpoint, you wanna have things. So I just said to her. Yeah, the little show. yeah I'm that's big right. on that. I was like, I'm gonna play full out for these next, you know, 10, 11 weeks. And then we're going somewhere amazing. I'm gonna shut the company down for winter break and all this stuff. So she said, awesome. And she was like, great, let's go to Bora Bora. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, oh, yep. you, you know, and of course, right back. Oh my God, man. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, Oh my God. No West Philadelphia boy came right out. Huh? I'm like Bora Bora, you know, I'm like, first of all, I mean, dream vacay, like the little cabanas that they got over the water, you know, and you see the water under the cabana, that whole thing. Yeah. I've seen, and I literally told, I was like, man, I've seen that in, magazines yeah of course i want to go there but oh my god how much it's going to cost then i gave her a hard time about it this is terrible i'm just going to be very transparent with the yeah. audience right and um and but we went you know she, i was just about to ask did y'all end up going bro we ended up fucking going to bora bora man and um first of all like worth every penny by far the most expensive vacation i ever did in my life <laughs> Um, and here's the best part of how this story plays out because, you know, there I am, you know, I'm like, wow, I have never, never done anything like this in my life. Okay. Like you, 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 you pull up by the boat. They got like ukulele player 
like waiting for you with like, and I'm like, this is all so beyond the consciousness of this West Philadelphia boy, but Mm -hmm. here I am. So anyway, but here's how it plays out. About six months later, um, I have a phone call with a client that was a renewal conversation. She had joined our level one program, just about a $7,000 investment. Okay. But then it came to a renewal conversation, which is a $32,000 investment. And I already have a relationship with her, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. but she never told me the story. And she says, Alok, um, uh, you know, she's considering now this upgrade, right? Pretty, pretty yes. substantial upgrade. Yeah. And she said, I got to tell you something. I said, sure. She said, you know, I, um, I've never once, I have not read a single of your posts and I've not listened, listened to a single of your videos. And I was like, wow, like, well, you, made well, you mean videos. like in, in your modules and stuff? Or no, what? no, no. In my, uh, in my content, my oh, social okay, media. Okay, content. So, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Like any of your social media posts, okay. I haven't read any of them. I haven't listened to any of your videos. I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing because most people have consumed about three to four hours before they make a powerful decision. You know, it's big, lot, quite a lot of money. You know, you, you've really gone all in. I mean, what was that about? And she literally said this, two things, sorry, three things. One, she said, I would watch your videos with the sound turned off because I just loved your energy and I'd want to see your energy coming through the video. Two, She said, I saw that, um, she said, you went on that trip to Bora Bora. And I realized that I myself want to go to Bora Bora. And she said, I then looked up how much it costs to go to Bora Bora. And she said, I realized that I want to swim in that guy's orbit because I too want to go to that place. And so, wow. And she, so here she is. I just want you to see how this played out. That that decision to go to Bora was part of her decision to not just do a 7K investment, but a 32K investment, which was, by the way, way more than the entire investment for the whole damn trip. Wow. So in other words, your trip was paid for. That's correct. Dude, that's that is so correct. cool. Is that wild? The energy, wow. the money energy that went out to create in a life, lifelong memory of experiences for my lady and me, you know, that we'll never forget. That was already worth it by simply allowing ourselves to experience and receive. The universe was like, don't worry about it. I got you. It's already coming back to you. Mm, exactly. You know, stand man. Right? That's Ooh. a beautiful ass story, bro. Like, no shit. Wow. I was like, damn, I love how that did, played out. Did you not? That's how that that renewal conversation for her to upgrade in wow portal. So you got it paid for and some more. And you created also you were able to circulate well to that side of the world, help their employees out, <laughs> help their economy out. It's, Yes, I love this entire circulation idea. Now I want to start saying instead of I spend money, I circulate money. That's correct. So whenever I have bills come in, I'm like, hey, you know what? I can pay this. It's going to come right back anyway. It's going to circulate this money and whoever it's going to go to. I love this. So so look, I know time is not our best friend here today. So there (laughs) is a question I want to ask you um, as we close this out. What would you say has been one of the most important principles of money? that has caused the biggest shift for you that you would say if if we took away anything from this conversation just that one principle that one idea yeah what would that be for you personally yeah so it's the shift of the old antiquated idea which is that the money is the root of all evil and it's to start planting the no, the singular idea that money's also the root of all good <laughs> money's the root of all good Think about my mother going through cancer and needing the support of University of Chicago medical system, Yale medical system, and uh, New York University in New York City medical system over many, many years. You know, money created the abundance to be able to have that support. 
right? Think about being able to put food on the table for your, your child, for those listening that have children. Money facilitated your ability to go to the supermarket. I'll tell you, my one, you've, people see my fancy house and they see the fancy car. I'll tell you, you want to know my, a real measurement of wealth for me is being able to go to the supermarket and fill up the cart and not looking at the price tags anymore. Just being able to fill the fridge. That mm. way more than all the fancy stuff that everybody sees when they see me shop for food for my family and I'm just toppling it into the cart. Not worried, not nervous, not checking the prices. Just toppling it in the cart. At the cashier. Not nervous, not getting to the cash register. Oh my God, right? Like that, that was wealth freedom for me way more than anything. So when you think about money as the root of all good, you look at two nonprofits that both have the exact same mission. Forget just entrepreneurship. People can say, well, it's easy to say that with entrepreneurship. Two nonprofits that have the exact same mission. One of them has an executive director who's able to be a wealth circulator. The other one does not. Which do you think does more good? Right. Circulator, yeah. That's right. So the more that we move into the idea that money is simply energy, and that what if it's the root of all good? What if it accelerates all good that can be done? What then? Yes. Ah. Oh. Beautiful, man. So two last very short questions, man. One of my one of my questions here, and this is actually how I get a lot of amazing people on this podcast. Yeah. Who do you know that I should know? And I probably don't. Who do you I know that you uh, everybody has the same reaction to the question that I oh yeah. <laughs> Go interview Sanika the Firestarter Street absolutely amazing amazing human what is it how do you spell that first name sanyika s-a-n-y-i-k-a last name street street like the street yep perfect absolutely incredible incredible powerhouse Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Now, last but not least, man, if there is 60 seconds left in the world today, yeah. you had 60 seconds left on this planet and you can give one last minute, one last message. It could be around money, it could be around whatever. What exactly would that be for you? My deep, deep desire is that each of you out there understands that you are built for greatness. You're not built to be average. You're as deserving to receive as much abundance. There's no lack. There's no shortage. There's no scarcity. Let go of all the old stories that you were told about what you're capable of and step into your biggest path of service. Whatever that journey is, whatever that angle is for each person that's different. It could be a janitor who commits to being the very best janitor they've ever been. I love it. It could be a CEO, whatever your role is, but commit to greatness. Commit to tapping in and believing that you weren't, you weren't born for average or mediocre. Just somewhere along the line, some of you might have started accepting that. But to really allow yourself to step into the greatness that you were built for. You can either believe that's a cliche or you can tap into that and play full out. Beautiful. And before I forget, how can our listeners reach out to you, connect with you? And because um, I know you got... No, you got a book out in the world. You just said you're working for on another book. So what's the yeah. best way for them to get in and get in your world? Man? Yeah, best way. And I'll drop all the links in the show notes. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, best way is go join the Uplift Millions Network. So it's a free network. I've got 146 trainings in there across the CEO leadership spectrum, CEO leadership, sales, marketing, et cetera. So it's, we're building the largest personal and professional development network in the world. So I would just say go to, it's we dot upliftmillions.com is a phenomenal starting place. There's loads of free resources for those of you out there that want to start thinking a little differently about what you're doing. And then you can certainly connect yeah. my team there or book a call or whatever, but that, right. that's, a, that's a great starting place. It'd be we.upliftmillions.com. Beautiful. And I'll have your Facebook profile link below. So they want to reach out to you there. All good. And I'll have your book link, your book link as well. Aside from that, Alok, man, thanks so much, brother. I really do appreciate you for hopping on today. Lots of love, my man.